0: Welcome to the Bill Miranda Show. Experienced radio and television host Bill Miranda brings you the inside stories of the goings on in the Santa Clarita Valley. As a community leader,
1: former mayor, and current city council member, Bill has access to a wealth of inside stories that he shares in an interesting and entertaining way. Bill's guests include the movers and shakers in and about Santa Clarita. Plus, everyday people making a difference in our community. Stay informed with the past, present, and future of Santa Clarita with our weekly podcasts.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Bill Miranda bringing you the 411 on the 661 today i'm going to start out before i introduce my fantastic guests. i'm going to start out with a lightning round and give you the 411 as to what's happening in santa clarita and we're going to start with the fourth of july parade it's going to be on main street in santa Clarita. after main street it's going to take a left turn onto lions we're going to go down lions i'm going to wave to all my favorite friends and hopefully they get to wave back at me And then we're going to go to Orchard Village, and we're going to take a right turn. We're going to go down all the way to 18th Street, waving again at more and more people. My goodness, a lot of people like to wave in parades. Keep it up, guys. And then on 18th Street, we're going to take a right again, and we're going to march down to the end of 18th Street. No more waving after that. Parade is over. It's going to be fun. So if you want to go to the parade, you might want to get there at 6.30 in the morning. Why? Because at 6.30 in the morning is a rotary pancake breakfast, and it's going to be outstanding. You're going to love it. If you get there at 7 a.m., you'll be just in time to run the Runner's Club 5K. That's 5 k. 3.1 3.1 miles you're going to love it it's going to be great exercise if you don't want to run you can walk if you don't want to walk you can wave to the runners as they go by at eight o'clock some more experienced runners running a little bit longer like twice as long a 10k is going to be run again wave to the runners cheer them on it's a tough run It uh, starts on main street you're gonna love it they're gonna love it and when they're done it's going to be time for the parade to start. Do, 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 parade! There you go. Lots of people are going to be in the parade. And the theme of this year's parade is Live, Work, Play. Santa Clarita is the place to live, work, and play. Parade is going to be great. After the parade, go out and enjoy the restaurants on Main Street, Lions. Anywhere you find them, this town is going to be filled with people who are going to want to enjoy the 4th of July and all the festivities. At the end of the day, we're going to have fireworks, controlled fireworks run by the city. It's going to be very, very extravagant. We're going to have all kinds of fireworks up in the sky. You're going to love watching them. The best place to watch it, Westfield Valencia Town Center. That's the best place to watch it. But you can watch it from a lot of other places. It's going to be that fantastic, that good, that high, and that explosive. Cool. So that's what we got going on the 4th of July. We have some other things going in July. I want to talk about Concerts in the Park, 7 p.m. on Saturdays. Every Saturday through August 26th, Concerts in the Park. July 8th, we start the concerts with... The Beatles Tribute Band. That's going to be, uh, they're called A Hard Day's Night, and believe me, you don't want to miss them. The Beatles, wow. And then uh, census block parties are every third Thursday of the month. And uh, live music and dancing, great food throughout Main Street, fantastic fun. On the second Friday of every month through September at the Canyon Country Community Center, starting at 6 p.m., we honor the different cultures from around the world. And on July 14th, we're going to honor Spain. Spain, a fantastic country responsible for a lot of the development of the new world. We're going to honor them. We're going to honor them with... Uh, understanding, understanding their culture, their music, and have some of their food. It's going to be a fun time. Celebrate July 14th. We also have City Cinemas. City Cinemas, the fourth Friday of every month through October. July 28th, we're going to have, you ready for this? At Bridgeport Park, Puss in Boots, Puss and Boots is coming to Bridgeport Park. It's free. Everybody line up, bring your car, bring your chairs, whatever it is. Go to Bridgeport Park, Bridgeport Park, Puss and Boots. Every week, every Wednesday at the Canyon Community Center, a Canyon Country Community Center, we have a farmer's market. So make sure you get there. Starts around 6 p.m. and get the best of the fresh produce of the Of the area here in Santa Carita, in Canyon Country, Canyon Country Community Center. Every Saturday, we have the farmers market in Newhall by the Old Town uh, Newhall Library in the parking lot over there. That's fantastic. So you got two choices. If you're on the east side, go to the Canyon Country Community Center on Wednesday evenings. If you're on the west side, go to the Newhall uh, farmers market. Uh, at the Old Town Newhall Library uh, Saturday starting in the morning. We also have, let me remind you, free lunches for all kids and teenagers both at the uh, Joanne Darcy Library in Canyon Country and the Old Town Newhall Library in, in Newhall. Both of those are from noon to 1 p.m. You don't need a reservation. You don't need any money. You just got to show up and gobble up. There it is. Uh, Since it's summertime, I want to really recommend the city has five pools throughout. And go to one of those pools and have a great time. Or... Better yet, go to the Aquatic Center. The Aquatic Center is dynamite. It has three pools, including an Olympic-sized pool. Uh, There's fun for everybody at the Aquatic Center. The prices are minimal, Uh, the fun is maximum. Great time at the Aquatic Center. And finally, I wanna talk about the Cube. The Cube is a great place to stay cool during the summer. It's our ice station and entertainment center. Lots of activities going on at the Cube. And while you're there cooling off, go upstairs to the grill restaurant. It's fantastic, great food, and uh, great people serving. So that's my, uh, that's my lightning round. I hope you, you've enjoyed it. I hope you picked up some 411 on the 661. And uh, have a good summer. Now I'm going to introduce my special guest, and I say she's special because beyond other things, she's my daughter, Eva Miranda Crawford. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How'd you like my 411?
1: Oof, it was very <laughs> thorough, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it
1: does make me kind of want to go to the parade.
0: Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Good. You want to ride in my car? Maybe. Not a chance. (laughs) So, so, Eva, you know, rather than giving you this fancy introduction, because you're a very special person, and I personally can vouch for you, uh, let's start out with where you were born.
1: Okay, are you asking me?
0: I'm asking you. (laughs) Okay.
1: I was born in Los Angeles over at Cedars-Sinai Hospital, um, the same place that all my kids were born.
0: Terrific. Yeah. I hope you were born before them though. I was. Okay, cool. And then
1: and then um I grew up in Los Angeles for a few years, moved to Massachusetts for a year, moved to Paris, France for a year. Say what? Yeah.
0: Paris like in France? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How old were you?
1: Um, I was in kindergarten.
0: All right. Yeah. Where'd you go to school?
1: american school of paris look at you private school
0: Whoa. girl <laughs> for
1: 10 minutes
0: <laughs> terrific yeah. what was like
1: oh my gosh um it was cool taking a big the big mercedes school buses to school um it was great to learn on petit peu a little bit of french while i was there uh, it was a little bit hard in the neighborhood because a lot of people spoke only french but then we did have some english friends that spoke english but yeah, I was. I think I was good with
0: it. Yeah, those people who spoke English were mostly from England.
1: That's
0: what I said. So you, came, well, yeah, but you came home with an English accent. Oh. <laughs> so I said, who is this person? I think that was just for fun. That was just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved to Santa Clarita.
1: That's right.
0: And you went to
1: Meadows.
0: Meadows. Mm-hmm. And then what uh, was it like? What was it like growing up in Meadow? Well, first of all, what was it like? coming so so remember you're born in LA right spent your first few years in LA then you go to Massachusetts Mm -hmm. you spend a year in in Massachusetts then you go to Paris where you spend another year Uh and now you move again
1: Yeah. So I moved mid-year in first grade and it was really funny because everyone or my teacher told the whole class that I was from Paris And I'm thinking like, oh great, they probably think I speak French. They're probably so confused. This is Eva from Paris. So, um, and then she had me like lead the Pledge of Allegiance. And it was really funny. Um, But I thought, you know, it was gonna be a slow go making friends and kind of assimilating back into the culture. But um, then I got to be the star of the Wizard of Oz play in first grade. (laughs)
0: Look at you.
1: Yeah, so that was fun.
0: Good, and you made a lot of friends, which many of them are still your friends today. still my friends. That says something about you
1: and Santa Clarita and them and yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: nostalgic though. I am nostalgic.
0: Yeah, cool. And then you went to Placerita?
1: And then Placerita. Mhm. Yeah, we used to ride our bikes around like prior to driving. We just rode our bikes everywhere. That was some of our best memories me and my girlfriends. We'd ride, you know, ride each other on the handlebars, ride to Granary Square go to the Alamo, have the um, virgin margaritas and the bean and cheese burrito for 99 cents. I think it's still only like a dollar or two. Um, and there had like gifts in the attic, Miller's Outpost, like all the old uh, Carvel ice cream, closed time. Like we just used to ride our bikes all the time. And then um, Placerita, we kind of started taking the city bus to school a um, couple years. And then Heart,
0: And then Heart let me back up a second the fact that you were able your, to ride your bike so so yeah. easily and comfortable uh-huh. says a lot about the city
1: paseos paseos all the way that's my favorite thing about valencia slash santa Clarita.
0: Mm-hmm. and then you entered hard high yeah go hard
1: go indians or i don't know if we're still allowed to be indians but we were then I
0: think you we're can still be indians. you can be go hard
1: yeah, go heart, <laughs> have heart, go heart. Or, or as,
0: they used to, as they used to say, when you play football against heart, it's like having a heart attack.
1: A heart attack, red and black.
0: <laughs> so you went to heart. Yeah. What was it like being in high school and, and coming home and asking your dad if you could ride in cars and your dad saying no, not oh a chance?
1: Oh my gosh, do you want guys wanna hear the story? Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so first year of high school, my dad said, you cannot leave campus for lunch. Like, just don't leave campus for lunch. So I was like, okay. So of course I left campus for lunch. <laughs> but I, I would lay down. <laughs> I would lay down in this big van that I think Adam Ficht or one of these guys had. And we, I would lay down in the van. Then we would get to the restaurant. I only got three dollars for lunch. A lot of my friends got four dollars or five dollars, but I only got three. So then we get to like McDonald's, In-N-Out, wherever, Taco Bell, KFC. I would give my $3 to someone and say, go buy my lunch in case my dad or someone will know me. And then they'd bring my lunch into the car, right? And then I remember one day, because <laughs> I was so scared, but I still wanted to ride in the in the van. So I remember one day I was lying on the floor of the van, and I picked my head up for one second just to kind of look out. Not kidding, my dad was driving the other direction. I lied right back down. <laughs> <laughs> this is first time hearing the story. But I'm oh, like, yeah. this is why I can't leave campus. Like I literally can't leave campus because he'll find out. He'll find me. So then I just didn't leave as often.
0: So so <laughs> can I add a little PS a little PS to the story is one night she comes just absolutely in tears and, and, and just yelling everybody's allowed to, to leave campus for lunch except me. I'm the only one in the whole world who can't leave the campus. I said, really? Hmm. Let me call some of the parents and see what they say. And I made five calls to five parents, and all five of them said, not allowed to leave the campus. <laughs> so from that point on, We didn't have an argument about that. That
1: was just ninth grade, and then I could leave campus.
0: Yes, and then you could kind of leave campus. Yeah. Be very careful. (laughs) Always be careful. And remember, nothing good happens after midnight. That's right. Okay, just making sure. So then you graduated Hart High School. You had an interesting graduation. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, we had the 1994 quake. Uh, that year I graduated in 94. I just dated myself. Um, but anyway, we graduated in 94, and we graduated the Saga Speedway because COC was a bit condemned. Heart High was a bit condemned, the gymnasium. Um, we, I think we couldn't even have our rallies outside anymore senior year. I was a, a cheerleader, and uh, we had to do outside rallies.
0: So you graduated at Saga Speedway.
1: That's right. The
0: only class in the history of heart to graduate and talk is people. Are we? Okay. <laughs> Boom. And then you went on to UCLA, UCLA.
1: Yeah. Then I became a Bruin. It was my dream. And um, I did three years there and my senior year at University of Madrid. And then came back home and graduated. And
0: Back up. Yeah. What was it like, University of Madrid?
1: Oh, it was awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. The culture
1: was amazing. They were like, um, the life and the culture was more important than the scholastics, for once. So our teachers would rather have us travel and take days off and learn and learn about art and culture than be totally caught up in our grades. Like, I I told my teachers on, because all of my classes were in Spanish. It was full immersion. So I told my teachers on day one, like, I have to have an A. And they were like, uh, "Okay." And I remember this one teacher saying, "Like, uh, you can have an A. I give you the A. It's done. You have an A. Now that you have the A, let's focus. Let's focus on the class, the culture, the the books, the this, the that, the communicate, the you know, community, and the communication between students." So it just kind of taught me like in that moment, like we're so fixated in this country on like having to have a 4.0 and nowadays there's like 5.0s. In my day, there wasn't much over a 4.0 and having to have the grade. And over there, they're like, you can have your A, no problem. But let's, now, now that you have that, let's focus on the real stuff. So that was nice.
0: And that's actually more important.
1: That's exactly true.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while you were in Spain, yeah. you visited a number of other countries. Yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Um, I Anything did, you want
0: to confess? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we did um, Turkey, um, Greece, Greek islands, Paris three times, um, London, Amsterdam, um, Czech Republic, Germany, Austria. Switzerland, highest bungee jump in the world in Switzerland.
0: Highest bungee jump in the world at at the the time. time, At the time, yeah, yeah. And your mother told you not to do it. Uh, That's right. And
1: and Doug Satterfield and I did it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's thanks for being obedient. (laughs) 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 And you also visited Africa.
1: Yes, we did Tunisia, the just the very um, northern tip of Africa.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for you. Well, it was a start. Yeah, all that in 1 year. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I wonder who paid for that.
1: I think it was I think it was my mother's mother.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Who's
1: still alive in 101.
0: Yes, she is. Yeah. God bless her. Okay, so then you came back from Spain. Yeah, correct. And you graduated UCLA mm-hmm. and it was that time. That time, baby, it was JOB time. Uh,
1: it was so annoying, <laughs> so annoying. Like, when are you going to get a job? When are you going to get a good job? I'm like, I literally just graduated, <laughs> and I've been living in Europe for a year.
0: Yeah, I had to Americanize you again in a hurry. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you got this wonderful job at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which uh-huh. has an excellent training program. so wonderful. Mm-hmm tell us about that
1: yeah um, we call it getting the MB getting your MBA without the IOU so you learn how to run a business top to bottom you are part of the profit as a manager so you get a percent of the profit of the branch every month so if a car gets stolen that's out of your paycheck so guess what we were our own repo team me in high heels red suit in Inglewood knocking on doors at midnight to get my car back (laughs) 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 they don't do that anymore but they did it then (laughs) <laughs> um, pantyhose high heels washing cars a lot of heart a lot of work hard play hard um, but yeah just really learning how to run a business top to bottom got to rent to a lot of celebrities um, met my husband there and a slew of good friends who uh, are still friends with me
0: fantastic yeah. fantastic great experience Very great experience and I don't mind telling you I told you about it but you had to hear it from your but somebody that else that part
1: is true i yeah, will yeah, yeah. i will verify that I,
0: I, I told her about this great opportunity to learn and, and and get an mba without the iou and uh and she her exact words were really i just graduated with a college degree and you want me to go rent cars that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> true that's true yeah but you did it <laughs> i did it
0: and you were very successful doing it And then you moved on to the pharmaceutical industry.
1: Yeah, then I worked at GlaxoSmithKline, Johnson & Johnson, and then transitioned into dermatology, drug sales. Um, And I did that until about 2000 and... Well, I did that in 2006, so for about 10-plus years, Mm -hmm. 12 years. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now we get to the hard part. Yeah. So you're working in the pharmaceutical industry. You had a very successful career going on. Right. And one day... You got the diagnosis
1: one day. I got, I got the call that nobody wants to get
0: you want to tell us about that.
1: No, no, I'm just kidding <laughs> 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 um, Yes, so one day I had very bad lower back pain and I went to the ER a very excruciating almost like um, back labor and I went to the ER and they told me that I needed a colonoscopy That came back clean, and I just had horrible pain. I saw a chiropractor for weeks on end, and it took about six plus months for me to go in for my first mammogram. It was unrelated, I thought, to the back pain. But I went in for my first mammogram. I was only 41 years old, and I got called back for um, a biopsy and the MRI, everything like that. I got called back twice. And then I went on vacation to New York with my family, and my doctor called and said, you know, you have um, breast cancer and it is in your lymph nodes as well. So it's it's kind of an emergency that you get home. So I had to get on um, a plane the next the very next day. Um, I took my time. I went to dinner in Manhattan and went to um, the World Trade, you know, Memorial Center and. Um, Saw some sights, but then I had to. I did have to rush home. Like we didn't even have tickets. We just went to the airport and begged for them to get us on a plane and had to come straight home to UCLA, my alma mater, to take care of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us. I, I can imagine how you felt, uh, but you got that call. You were in the middle of of the family. Right. Okay. I wasn't there and your mother wasn't there, but mm-hmm. the rest of our m- much of the rest of our family was there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Was it more comfortable comforting that they were there or was it more painful? Oh, absolutely.
1: No, it was it was great that they were there. No offense, it was great that you guys weren't there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But uh, I was with my three children. I have three kids. They are now 8, 10 and 12, but at the time they were only 3, 5 and 7. I was with my husband, my three kids, my best cousin who's basically my brother, his parents, and um, my cousin-in-law and their, their children. And so it was really nice to be able to, you know, go to my aunt and uncle's house and just cry in my uncle's arms and then my aunt to come home. And it was, it was nice that they could then call you <laughs> instead of me calling, calling you guys because nobody wants to worry about their own children.
0: Nobody wants to make that call and nobody certainly wants to to receive that (laughs) that call.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then you came home and you went through a number of procedures.
1: Yeah. I came home and they said, you know, it was very optimistic at very first, but they said, you know, we're just going to do a PET scan and make sure it hasn't spread anywhere. And as long as it hasn't spread anywhere, you're, you're going to have surgery. You're going to have a double mastectomy and you know, all that kind of thing. And, um, We had the PET scan, and unfortunately, it had spread to my liver, my bones, my skull, all up and down my spine, my hips. In fact, my left hip was about to break. So before they could even consider, I mean, first of all, the double mastectomy was off the table because the horse had left the barn, so to speak. So there was absolutely no point in that. So before I could even consider chemo and any kind of um, cancer-fighting drugs going into my system, I had to get a prophylactic rod placed in my left hip to stabilize my hip. So That's the first thing I did. And then after that, I did um, six chemo sessions every three weeks for however many months, that is like three months. And
0: yeah. this was in 2018?
1: Yeah, that's correct, July. Yeah. I got the call July 2018, and then all my um, surgeries, chemo, everything started about August.
0: Okay, yeah. tell us about Metavivor.
1: So, MetaViver is an organization that um, gives 100% of their profit to breast cancer research, and they are very supportive because a lot of times in breast cancer situations you'll hear about, oh, it's October, it's the pink month, we've got the pink ribbon, buy a pink bottle of perfume, or buy a pink cookie, and you're helping breast cancer. And unfortunately, most of the money of those types of things doesn't go toward research at all. Um, in fact, only three to 5% of any money that goes toward breast cancer goes to metastatic breast cancer research. And metastatic means that it has left your breast and gone to other um, organs in the body. And metaviver is the one organization that makes sure that all the money goes to metastatic breast cancer research and to the universities around the nation so that we can give people op- people like me options because when one drug fails then you move on to the next drug and the next drug and the next drug but when all the drugs fail then you fail um and your organs shut down so medivivor makes sure that there is money raised so that people like me who have metastatic breast cancer which is incurable um that we have options and choices, and it they may, might make it in our lifetime, they might not, but a lot of medications are being turned out every day, and instead of it being a terminal illness within three to five years, some people, not all, but some people are able to stretch that out for sometimes seven, eight, nine years, sometimes ten years. There's a couple of people, we call them unicorns because they're very rare. There's a couple of people I know that have made it for 20
0: Great news about the Metaviver organization is that, n- number one, they, of course, raise funds to mm-hmm. keep medication coming to keep people alive. Yes. But they're also a great support group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the support part of what they do? Well,
1: they just link to other... Um, facilities that can get us counseling and therapies and things that we need to be supportive and they have a you know elaborate website with mm-hmm. help for people that are newly what do you do when you're diagnosed I mean you know I was 41 years old I'm raising three tiny kids I was you know a member of Orange Theory one of the hardest places to work out in my opinion I haven't been back since you know I was running I was vibrant I didn't think anything was wrong with me. And then you get this news that changes your entire life. It's, it's alarming and startling, and I didn't know where to go from there, but because of people at MetaViver, <laughs> sorry, a lot of my um, friends have passed away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why I get emotional, because they were such good examples to me. And they taught me what I wanted to become. And so I hope that's what I'm doing now is becoming like them. And to be um, someone that somebody else can look up to that's been diagnosed and can say, you know what? Eva's made it five years and she's kicking ass. And if she can do it, I can do it. And so I want to, I hope that I'm, I'm honoring their memory.
0: You are You are absolutely honoring their memory. You have been a great inv- ambassador for all the uh and as you call them, Thrivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have gone to the Congress of the United States and petitioned senators and Congresspeople mm-hmm. to supply more funds for Medivivors. You have traveled throughout the country and sometimes outside the country to help people, Not not just to raise funds, although you're great at doing that, you've raised tens of thousands of dollars for people, mm-hmm. but you've also, given them a shoulder for them to lean on. Yeah, That's invaluable, Eva, that's invaluable. And whether you realize that or not, uh, people look to you and, and they see themselves in you. Mm-hmm. You're what they hope they can become. Yeah. And uh, so uh, forgive me for making you cry. <laughs> As your father, I can tell everybody that's not the first time I've ever made her cry. <laughs> but uh but it's awesome yeah it's absolutely awesome what yeah. you what you what you have been able to do mm. for others and and uh, there's a place in heaven for people like you
1: well, hopefully, it's yeah, <laughs> hopefully it's not soon. Yeah hopefully
0: it's <laughs> not soon So so now um, last year yeah you put together what I think was one of the best events of the year in Santa Clarita yep. Called the Met Gala. Yes. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So Met Gala SCV. Uh, that was the first annual. This year will be the second annual. But it was again something a legacy that some of my friends that have passed away left. I I traveled in Minnesota to the Minneapolis Met grade in 2019, and I'm so glad I did because I got to meet so many wonderful people. And in 2020, the world shut down and. Thank God I went when I did, because some of those people were, weren't there at the end of 2020. Um, but I went to this gala and thought, wow, I can put on an event, formal, raise tons of money for Medivivor, which as we've talked about, gives money for medications for people with metastatic breast cancer, and it can be fun. So it's like everything I like all in one place, right? It's, it's fun, we dress up, I get to see my friends, I get to see the community. Um, and we get to do something bright in Santa Clarita and, you know, where I grew up. And we did it at Porsche, uh, at the Porsche Museum slash dealership. And they were great. And uh, it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of tears, a lot more than this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did it with uh, Amy Lohman, Amy Steffi Lohman, who I went to high school with. She uh, was a stage three um, breast cancer survivor at the time. We co chaired it together. And our whole theory was we're gonna, it's gonna be sad, people are gonna cry, but we're gonna raise funds, and at the end of the night, we're gonna dance. And we had a couple, you know, people say, there's no way, no one dances in Santa Clarita at the end of a gala. They just, they give you their money, they fundraise, and they wanna bounce. But no, everyone stayed, a lot of people danced, and um, really was a great time, and we wanna do it again this year. And this year, Amy, uh, Loman is a, a metaviver, so unfortunately, five days after the gala, she found out that she has metastatic breast cancer, which spread to her bones, to her skull, to her liver, and it's just so ironic that five days earlier she was fighting for me, huh, and that five days later I'm fighting for her.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's how life is sometimes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So tell us about the event coming so up. the
1: event will be on 9-9, September 9th at 6 o'clock p.m. at Porsche of Santa Clarita. So the website this year is metgalascv.com. It is not live, but it will be live by about midnight tonight. We're going to do a theme of Roaring Twenties, past or present, so people can feel free to dress wearing 20s or they could dress just 20s because we're in the 20s now but it's going to be fun i hope that everyone can make it and we can get a lot of big corporations there and donating and it's going to be a night that we will remember and we'll be able to dance the night away
0: it'll be fantastic i know that for a fact because it was fantastic last year and you started it last year it was the first time rather short notice this time you've had more time you've got the experience of having done it once before it's gonna be fantastic, raise a lot of money for the great cause. That's right. All right. So Eva, I wish we had more time to, to talk more about all your uh, uh, misgivings and misdoings while you were growing <laughs> up, because this is very informative. I'm gonna tell your mother to watch this show uh, just so we can give you a little right. along the way. Uh, but it's always a pleasure to have you here. I, I want you to wave hello to your husband, Jonathan, Johnny. to your son, Tucker, <laughs> your son, Hudson, <laughs> and to Layla. <laughs> thank you, Eva, for joining us on the show. And thank you, everybody, for viewing the show. And remember, this is the Bill Miranda Show where we give you The 411 on the 661. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for watching The Bill Miranda Show. Check back every Monday for a new episode featuring Bill Miranda and his various amazing guests. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode of The 411 of the 661. See you then.